This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. New. From Metal Blade Records, Death Ray Visions, No Mercy from Electric Eyes is coming June 30th. This is the band's third full-length album and first with new vocalist Keith Bennett, who joins a lineup that features Mike D'Antonio of Killswitch Engage, Pete Cortez of Overcast, and more. Birth, at the juncture where hardcore meets punk and metal, this is the band at their finest and most confident, with Bennett bringing, according to the band, a whole lot of piss and vinegar to the vocal performance. Shadows Fall, an original Death Ray vocalist Brian Fair even drops in for a guest performance. This is no-nonsense metallic hardcore for fans of Kill Switch Engage, Hatebreed, Unearth. You get the idea. Music videos for Behead the King and From the Rafters are on YouTube, and the singles are streaming everywhere. Watch, listen, read more about the album, the band, and browse order options now at metalblade.com slash Death Ray Vision. Once again, guys, Death Ray Vision's third record, No Mercy from Electric Eyes, is coming out June 30th. Go to metalblade.com slash Death Ray Vision. This is the Metal Sucks Podcast with your hosts, Petter Speich, Jocelyn Sharp, and Sylvia Alvarado. Metal Sucks Podcast. What is going on, everybody out there? All our good friends. And is I your host, Petra Spych? I'm always joined by... Jocelyn Sharp. You can find me on the internet at jocelynsharp.com or wizardofjaws.com. That's like Wizard of Oz with a J. Are you... By the way, I don't know. Somebody asked me, are we on threads? Are you on threads? I'm on threads. Okay. So, do we promote threads now? It's getting a little... Yeah. What it's we, all it's the same on everything. I'm at Dawson Sharp on everything except for TikTok. I'm at Wizard Jaws, and you can go on threads because that's where I'm unhinged. All right. That's where I post that's where I post fun dad jokes like I'm hanging by my last thread. <laughs> Get it. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, don't. No. No, that's something I, I mean, hi, I'm Pete. I'm on threads. I'm hanging on that would that'd be something I wrote there. And I, I don't know if you get likes on threads. I haven't been there. You do? Okay. I I would just get It's basically Twitter. But for Facebook. Oh, okay. Well, we needed that in the world. <laughs> we needed know, right? another Twitter. That's what. Thank God. Anyway, so uh, also make sure to follow our other two co-hosts. That is, of course, Sylvia Alvarado at It's the Sylvia on Twitter and Instagram, and Brandon Hahn. He's at your buddy Gooch on Twitter and Instagram. If you guys want to follow me, I'm at our other podcast handle. Our, our other podcast is. Rise to Offend. You can follow me at, at Rise to Offend on Facebook, Twitter, Rise to Offend official on Instagram. This week, oh man, I don't know if there's a release. Uh, I mean, I'm super excited. I've been waiting, clamoring for the latest album from Outer Heavens. Dude, it's been a long time. Uh, and I was like, man, when are they going to get one out there? So, And it was worth the wait, guys. 
Infinite Psychic Depths is coming out July 21st. You guys make sure you're pre-ordering and picking it up or running to your local record store on the 21st and supporting them to buy a physical copy. I have Austin Haynes from Outer Heaven on the show. We're going to talk about... Dude, we talk a lot about movies, honestly, and, and other shit. But it's a really fun chat, really fun interview, so make sure you guys are hanging in there. But before my chat with Austin and us supporting the wonderful Outer Heaven, me, Jocelyn, we're going to talk a little bit about the site we work for, Metalsucks.net. And the news. Alright, first story. Uh, this was... Uh, okay. The reason we're bringing this one up, I don't think it was a surprising story. Power Trip, amazing festival. Um, six headliners that like we talked about. I'm like, dude, if you've never seen ACDC... This is the time to do it. If you've never seen Ozzy, this is the time to do it. You know, then there's Metallica, Tool, uh, Iron Maiden, and I'm forgetting someone. Oh, someone, someone big. <laughs> so, there was six bands. Uh, it'll come to me in a second. I don't have it in front of me. But anyways, we talked about it when it was announced to be like, look, Ozzy's not going to do this. He's in bad shape. And sure enough, Ozzy did cancel uh, this week. Uh, surprising, at least not me, Jaws. No. <laughs> Literally, when we were talking about the stories before we started the podcast, I was like, I vaguely remember us actually saying this was going to happen. It was the first thing out of my mouth. I, I got to go back and listen to the podcast, but I remember being like, yeah. we, we all know that Ozzy's not going to do that. Oh, Guns N' Roses, right? That's the other band. Jesus, how do you forget Guns N' Roses? <laughs> so, it's because hit, you're as old as Guns N' Roses. It just so hit me mid-sentence. <laughs> the band, I guess, I'd be least excited about, right? No, ta- Not talking shit. I'm just being honest. Um, and so, uh, anyways, yeah, we're like, there's no way Ozzy's going to be there. They're just booking this. This just sounds amazing. It's one of those things where Sharon's like, look, look who's here. Metallica, Guns N' Roses, Made in Ace. You got to fucking do this, Ozzy. <laughs> yes. You have to put your name on that bill. We'll figure it out. We got seven months, dude. You know? Um, and then sure enough. And then his skull fell out of his body. And then she said, well, maybe not. So the five-month argument is over with him winning and them losing whatever huge payday that would have been. Um, but again, I, I, it makes me sad. It does. I want Ozzy to come back, but I'm going to say the same thing we keep saying. Ozzy Osbourne needs to retire. His touring days are over. He gave everybody 50 years of legit chances because the dude never stopped touring, really. He always had one around the corner. It took a few years, really. The guy was a lifer for sure. That's all we need, bro. We don't need more. Uh, And I always go back to when I saw Lemmy on that last tour where I'm like, yeah, he should have just relaxed because I got all these amazing memories and then it's like there's that one where you're like oh my god he looks like he's in pain you know mm-hmm. I want to go up there and sing damage case come on bro you know so I and I feel like Ozzy's in that in that boat so anyways who's replacing Ozzy and tell me if this is equal to you Judas Priest is replacing Ozzy Osbourne is that an equal replacement or just yeah. a perfect fit I think it's an equal replacement as well <laughs> so. yeah I was like you were asking me that like I was about to be like it's not equal. That is easily equal. I honestly would probably rather see Judas Priest now than I would want to see Ozzy, to be fair. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I I am more of a Judas Priest fan than an Ozzy solo fan. I mean, that's that's just a reality, too. So, um, yeah, and I just saw Judas Priest got it less than a year ago, and, and man, so, oh, I just... So, Power Trip's still about bands that you will not see. These are the headliners that are going to call it quits in a decade. So if you're a kid that have never seen these bands, you cannot, I'm telling you, 
you cannot miss this festival in North America. I mean, you can't. You know, these this is a big deal. It like they did the big four out there for the American, and then they went back to the New York later. But I remember originally when they did the American Big Four, the Metallica, Megadeth, Slayer, and uh, Anthrax tour. They did it over that Indio, California area, and it was the same thing. I was like, you guys. I was telling everybody, you can't miss this shit. You cannot, right? And now if you look back in hindsight, like how special that day was, right? The big four in America or in Bulgaria or wherever. It was so special to have those four bands in that same place, the same energy, singing those songs. This is an equal thing. So that's my sell. I've seen all those bands, uh, luckily, multiple times uh, headlining. Um, Wait, 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 wait. Have I seen them all multiple times? I see, yeah, yeah. I see Jews, Priest, Roses, Tool, but, dude, I've seen Tool like thirteen times. Uh, Metallica, yeah, yeah. I've seen them all multiple times. There's nobody. ACDC. Yeah, your, your, your dance card for concerts is crazy. Yeah, uh, I've seen ACDC three times, and I'll tell you something right now. To all those bands, that's the band live that I am. They they are fucking magic. So you know, and I'm not even the biggest ACDC fan. I'm a fan, like everybody on the planet, but I'm not like, oh my god, you know, I, I own like six or seven of their records. But God damn, live ACDC is the, is the shit. So, guys, Judas Priest, moving on. Eh, doesn't, wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't derail me at all. I'd be fine. Unless you've never seen Ozzy, which a friend of mine said. He's like, I've never fucking seen Ozzy, and he canceled the last No More Tours 2 tour. And he's like, so he's trying to see Ozzy. That's his thing. That's obviously going to be upsetting. Um, next story, though, reunion story here. Um, and this is one of those where it's like, you know how like we all are a little bit of a solipsist. We're all like a little bit eh, the world in my head. Like nobody gives a shit. Like I remember when I was like, Motley Crue is gonna tour a stadium with Def Leppard. Who the fuck is gonna go see Motley Crue? Vince Neil can't even. And you it's know, sold out. And it's sold out <laughs> across. Yeah. So keep in mind, like I'm always wrong, right? When it comes to stuff that I just can care less about. Um, Same. Right. So I, I'm giving you guys that that precursor because once again, I'm calling this as something that is, is nobody gives a shit about, but we'll see, <laughs> is that Creed is, uh, they're saying the reunion is pretty much going to happen. It has not been announced. There's a 25th anniversary of that uh, wonderful record, Human Clay, that uh, I don't consider that wonderful. Um, but, <laughs> I was going to say, wait, are we about to find out that Pete's a closet Creed fan? <laughs> no. No, 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 dude. Like, I uh, your arms aren't wide open. No, I was in that pocket, man. When like it was still the MTV thing, where I would watch MTV and you could not escape fucking that any Creed video, man. Yeah, it was arms wide open, higher. Oh man, um, dude. Yeah. yeah, it was a. It was just. It was just brutal, dude. I remember getting the Scream Two soundtrack, and there was a Creed song on there, and then they had a video where Scott Stapp was just like, "I'm just." It was just crazy, and I'm like, "God, I hate everything about it." So, the Creed Union. <laughs> Yeah, no. So it, it, uh, it again. This is this is the good. This is the good old days when you were allowed to hate things, and fucking say it, and everybody's yeah. like, "Yeah, I hate it too." Now you can't say that. <laughs> you got to be like, "Well, everyone." It's just not my thing. It's just not my thing. Everyone hating Nickelback. No, no, no you can't hate. Like, no, you can't do that anymore. Now Nickelback, like, well, I kind of get it. You know, it's like you got you got to always kind of you got always got to be a little. Hey, I've always it. been a vehement, genuine, sincere Nickelback fan. So. Yeah, my buddy uh, Paul Metzger, his birthday is tomorrow. He's going to see Nickelback tonight at Las Vegas and T Mobile. Good, Good for him. him. And it's like, you want, you know, he's one of those dudes where I flaked on him at a Black Crows concert. I regret it so much. Um, and I forgot why. It was something to do with the kids. 
because <laughs> it's always something to do with the to kids. Do with the kids yeah. <laughs> but um, I I just remember I'm like, don't ask me to go this one bit. <laughs> so he didn't. He knew. He knew. He's like, I'm not. He never brought it up. I like you go. He's like, yeah, I'm going with my wife. Good. <laughs> it's like I'm out of this. Uh, because uh, I hate Nickelback. <laughs> Yes, so I, I I hate Nickelback as equal as I hate Creed. But anyways, see they seem to be. Uh, that's the thing. I love Alter Bridge. So yeah, there's always something where I got to be like, calm down, Pete. Don't talk too much shit. <laughs> calm down, Pete. Just had, just had. We need a, yeah. We need a calm down, Pete button. We do. That's what we need. Just had Mark Tremonti on the show, promoting Alter Bridge. Love Alter Bridge. Love his solo stuff. Creed though. <laughs> It's going to sell out just because you are the key. You're the good luck Chuck of who wants this reunion tour to worse. So this means that now this great tour is going to sell out. You're the good luck Chuck. You just dropped a Dane Cook romantic comedy (laughs) that was a box office bomb as a reference (laughs) on this show. Yeah, if you like obscure references like that, come they, see me do comedy on yeah, the road. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know that movie very well because Jessica Alba was adorable in it. Jesus. Yeah, I love that movie. She was, I just remember being like, God, she's so charming. What is about this girl that's so great? And, then, then and Dane Cook was so hot and, and not very creepy. So. Oh, he's got age-appropriate problems, right? Yeah, is, he has age-appropriate problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, I don't know, there's something about... Is that a saying? <laughs> But I think you just made it up. I think I did. Uh, I don't know what it is. It's what he's eating or the Botox he's getting. His face has just changed shape over time. Mm, Yeah, it's called aging. Um, (laughs) It's called aging. Age appropriate problems. (laughs) I love that. That's a nice way to say is attracted to minors. (laughs) I I love that Leonardo DiCaprio. That Jared Leto kicks ass. But man, he's got some age appropriate problems. (laughs) It's like. He need to, he, they, need, they need to take a lesson from Keanu Reeves and be able to talk to the person that they're banging. <laughs> so, like, anyways, sorry, kind of went off on the subject. Uh, 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 I, you know what? You know, just to keep on hating because I'm I'm in it right now. I bet Scott yeah. Stapp has age appropriate problems. <laughs> <laughs> you are not putting that on him. Uh, it's not fair. It's not fair. Someone prove it's me. Not fair. Someone send an email. Rise to offend at gmail dot com. Prove me right. <laughs> Right? No. We don't want to break the story of Scott Stab being a groomer. We don't want to be that. I don't want to be that podcast. Send me a high five email with some sort of proof that what I just said is okay because I do not like Scott Stab. (laughs) Be like, totally, bro. He's got age appropriate problems. Bam. You know. Well, now you know. If, well, if, if Pete insinuates you have age-appropriate problems, it means he hates you. It, it also <laughs> when I laugh at a at a dumb reference I said, I, I can't shake it off because of my embarrassment. Like I feel that right now. My cheeks are hurting because I said that, and I'm like, oh man, <laughs> uh, like I can't. I gotta shake it off. You gotta take it over now, Jaws, because uh, I made a bad. Sorry. Joke. Listen, let's, you're fine. Let's you go can to. Do this. We, <laughs> so, oh yeah, and also, right, guys, if you want, right, rise to offend at gmail.com. Do you think Creed's going to be a big fucking ticket tour for the world? Or are people going to just like shrug their shoulders and be like, fuck that? I think that Creed will play Shax. And I think that's fair. But I think Alter Bridge plays the same. So, you know. I think they will also sell out, though. Uh, because I think people will go both ironically and on them. 
Somebody's going to send us a video of like the O2 Arena in London just fucking packed to the brim and everybody singing higher. <laughs> and, like, and just fucking like, oh my God, we missed you. I'm telling you. And I'm going to be key. like, there I am. Any band that wants to sell out a tour, do something to make Keith think that you could never sell out a tour and have him say it on the podcast because then you will sell out your tour. Yeah. 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 No, dude, when Motley Crue did it, I mean, they're so bad live. Very bad. But they have a great light show. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yes, yes. How much are tickets? Yes. Let me see that light show. <laughs> Sprinkle a little Def Leppard on it. Yeah. <laughs> that Def Leppard tasted good. Yeah. Um, anyway, so we'll see who's touring with Creed. Hopefully it's not Nickelback. I hope it's Puddle of Mud. Oh, bro. Dude, you know what? <laughs> That's a story this week. I was staying away from it because, like I said, I knew I was going to already have hate in me for this Creed thing if it happens and saying it's not going to work out and – if it doesn't work out that we're a smart society and everything's good because we gave up on stupid shit like that. I was doing all that in my head, and then you just brought up Puddle of Mud. They released a new single this week. It wasn't a story I was going to talk about, but since you, since I'm in a hating mode, I guess we'll keep going. Um, they released a new single this week, and you can check it on MetalSucks.net. I mean, but every you know, Metal Injection had it, and it's like, it's like w- wow. The song was like one of those where... I mean, it, r- it virtually sounds like a 13-year-old like garage band that, you know, oh, man, in 10 years, you guys are going to sound really good. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, it sounds like it's a song. It's stepson's band. Yeah, it sounds like that. It sounds like, oh, my God, did you hear those kids at the School of Rock? They're fucking, uh, they're on point right now. That drummer is pretty good, right? Yeah, the vocals are a little shaky, but he'll get there. He's going through puberty. It sounds like that, they're, the new Puddle of Butt song, <laughs> but they're, they're, you know, an established Man. band. Um, you or, put some respect on their name. They won the senior talent show, okay? Mm. For graduation. There's something. <laughs> no, there's something. There's something to not giving up and just fucking, like, being like, I'm doing this forever, no matter how. Like, dude, like, what's his name? Chris Holmes from the old Wasp mm-hmm. guitarist. You guys ever see his music videos? And shit, and it's like he'll always have a tasty guitar lick or solo or something like that. But like, oh my god, you're like, there's something about the dude or lady that can make videos like this and songs like this and put it out there and be like, I'm proud of that. <laughs> like, there's there's <laughs> something. Yeah, but I, it's like it's like I kind of wish I had that because I would I would stay on my computer and then in my will I'd be like, delete that fucking file. <laughs> so. <laughs> You want this, you want you want the fucking uh, the money, right? Delete that fucking file. There's something in me. It's like yeah. there's no way the world's gonna hear this because whoa, yeah. you know. I don't know what happened. No, I agree. It's the same. You know, I'm working on. I've been for a long, long time. It's been a life goal of mine to have a book, and I've tried several times to write. And you just get to this place, you're like, this is horrible. I hate it. It's shit. I'm gonna throw it away and burn my house down because <laughs> like you're just so upset, you know? Mm. Like it's. It, I agree with you. There's something admirable to someone who's willing to do what they love, um, which is like I feel like us saying that puddle of mud putting out a new single is admirable. Mm-hmm. Is the same as when they say it's brave when fat chicks wear bikinis. <laughs> it's a little patronizing. Why'd you do that to me? <laughs> right? so, I, I already, you know, like, uh, but no, it's not. Is it? Come on, Jaws. <laughs> I see your point, but I don't want to see your point. What do I do here? Save me. Come on. I got an email this week, right? 
<laughs> saving myself. I got this one dude that he's a, he emails me all the time, and he's a he's a diehard listener. But in the email, he, this was years ago. He's like, he wrote me. He's like, hey, don't 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 read my emails on 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 your show. <laughs> don't say my name out loud. Okay, I'm like, I, you know, I wrote it back. I'm like, you're embarrassed. You listen to us, right? And it's like, no, he didn't respond. <laughs> so I'm like, fuck. Anyways, but every random random four months or so, just a quick email and a quick sentence, bro. Why hasn't there been any death metal artists on your show? Stop fucking around. Like, that's the, what he wrote me this time. And it's like, I know who he is because we've been talking forever. And, yeah. and so, he, and then it, it always, and he always writes it right before, like, you know, Outer Heaven is coming, guys. Got Austin coming on. Right before, like, the string of death metal, uh, like, artists are there. And I always write him back. I go, look at the new releases, buddy. Look at what's coming out these last month. What death metal band is there? Never writes me back, right? So it's like this guy fucking haunts. He pisses me off, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, are you just saying like, hey, you know, Pete, call up fucking uh, Steve Tucker. Be like, hey, I know you're not doing anything and nothing to promote, but come talk to me on the show. Um, yeah. You know, it's, I, it's like, no, no. I, I was trying to explain to him, like, the reason it is is because the whole point of the show is to make sure we're promoting the, the albums that are coming out right now. They're live. Da, da, da. And I hit him back and I'm like, this year, dude, I, you know, I, I had obituary on. I had Sanguis Ugabog. Like, I'm, I'm here. Right. And, and then and then responded. No frozen soul. That's all he wrote to me. Right. <laughs> so, and I'm like, OK, OK. I missed the frozen soul interview. Right. So, um. So I, I'm telling this dude, you keep writing, but I'm gonna fucking call you out one day. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna read your email and put it on. It's it's like I can't win. I can't win. So this week, I didn't tell him. I didn't tell him. Like uh, I've got like legitimately three death metal artists, uh, almost in a row. Uh, I got a little Lejean, you know, from Seven Dust in there because Lejean's the greatest of all time, and I love talking to that guy. Um, no. Uh, no. Yeah, yeah, when? Yeah. Uh, next week, I think. Uh, oh, I gotta look at my. I gotta based on the release. I think the I think the Seven Dust record comes out August fourth, so it might be next week or the week after. I can't remember. Um, Hell yeah! I got it all. I got it all. But I got other. I got death metal artists. So I got. I had three of them in the books though. After this fucking email, right? And so now, keep in mind, everybody. I'm 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 just riffing right now because I'm saving Jocelyn's joke that I can't respond to when I was bashing on a. Um, <laughs> Puddle nut. Put a little bit. Uh, so I just I'm just riffing to save myself because of her joke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, because uh, I am right as I always am. Queen's world, uh, yeah. never wrong ever. Yeah. And don't come to my social media and tell me otherwise. Uh, <laughs> but it it did bring a good point. Is that um, you know I'm just like look, dude. I understand that people don't. There, we have listeners that listen to every episode. I love you guys. You're the best. And we have a lot of listeners that are just going to listen based on the artist. That's the point. I get it. Our first 30 minutes of promoting the website and the news and, and driving you guys over there for traffic um, is very important, and we enjoy doing it, and it's fun. But I know the bread of the butter is the artist. So if I got Scott Stapp on the show, I'd skip the fucking episode, okay? I guess is my point. Um, but I'd listen to the first 30 minutes. <laughs> so anyways, point is, um, we are covering so many gamuts of metal all the time. And people always ask, like, what base the genre of metal that you do? Like, do I take an account? You know, I had an email one time. I was like, do you take an account, like, you know, uh, if you had a power metal band, you can't have another power metal band on if you have a death metal band? And I'm like, I don't take any of that account. I just take an account 
when their albums are coming out. (laughs) It's not rocket science. It's not. We've been been pretty honest about the process the whole time. You know? So it's like to go from, you know, uh, and that's what I'm saying. We had Nita Strauss on, badass, fucking lover. And then we had Oxbow on last week, Eugene S. Robinson, bucket list interview for me. And now we have, you know, Austin from Outer Heavens. It's, it's like and also, umbrella. some of it isn't up to us. Some of it isn't up to Pete. Some of it is the band's PR people. Some of it is agents and managers. So if you want a band on Metal Sucks, you should tweet the band. I, say, hey, I, sucks. I appreciate you saying that. And that's very true because I do work for people. But... I've been very lucky where nobody really gets involved and just lets me kind of do the thing. In the past, though, it was like you have to have someone on, and I'm like, hey, of course, yeah. of course, anytime, you know. Um, and I, I and I'm totally fine with that. But like for the most part, I and I would assume my bosses would be like, hey, make sure you're doing something that makes sense, you know. Don't just randomly talk right. to. Hey, I'll talk to Lejean every week, guys. <laughs> hey, Lejean, just call me back. You're doing a show in Toledo. Let's promote Toledo, right? You know, like, so I'm good with that. You know, so um, but, but that's the point. So, I, uh, in essence, that's how it breaks down. And now, do I try to get all different gamuts of the umbrella of you know, alternative metal, death metal, black metal, power metal, all that stuff in there? Um, yeah, I do. I do. And and it's in hopes for the guy that only listens to one style of music to be like, let me check out Oxbow. What the fuck was that? Who is this Eugene S. Robinson guy? You know, we got to do that. Yeah, expand your mind, death metal guy. Correct. I some post-hardcore death metal. Um, and I can still get Frozen Soul on if they're one of my favorite albums of the year, bro. I can get them on at the end of the year. I do that if you don't pay attention. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I do that. So I'll be like, man, I missed that interview, but that record fucking slayed. And uh, that's the way it goes. So that's kind of how it breaks down for, I guess, this one individual guy that's going to write me after this with two words. And I know <laughs> they're going to. Oh, no, no, no. He, dude, this, he's going to come back with. He's going to listen to the Outer Heaven. And he's going to thanks. Like, it's going to be like that. He's going he's gonna to think I did it for him. <laughs> that's, that was the that was the whole point of my my diatribe. Uh, he's gonna respond saying, "He sent me the email two weeks ago. Where's the death metal guys or bands? I have a death metal band on." And he's gonna come back and say, "Thanks." That's what's gonna happen. Just watch. <laughs> and I'm gonna be like, "Motherfucker, that had nothing to do with you. I'm a fan of Outer Heaven. That's my interview." <laughs> you know, <so. laughs> I'll support so, every relapse so record band really, on the planet if I can. Really, I what you're love. saying here yeah. is you just want this guy to know that it's your podcast and not his. No, no, no. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying that there's some sort of irrationality to me um, when it comes to how people respond to me and and based on computer screens or text messages. There's some sort of irrationality where I build a whole story behind it, right? It's it's some, yeah. and that's why I don't communicate that way. <laughs> Ever. I'm like, no. I'm very bad at it. I'm like, what does this mean? What does this mean? See you soon. Are you outside? <laughs> Something's wrong with me. Yeah, your brain doesn't work like other people's brains, but I think it's because you're surrounded by all that old technology in your house. So mm-hmm. it's just like microwaving your brain cells. No, it's doing the opposite, man. <laughs> you know, the library has a streaming service of like Criterion Collection documentaries, and it's like I bring it to my family. I'm like, look at this, this is amazing. Wow. And they're like, that is cool right thank you and it's like it's they just make me feel like i'm becoming an old man like just look tmc's got a, a fucking streaming you know it's like you're becoming <laughs> old. I'm like, fuck it hey what do you want me to watch 
You are an old man, Pete. You know, what do you want me to watch? Extraction? No. (laughs) Anyways. Looking forward to that thanks email. Um, But anyways, it's time for the reason that you guys are here, most of you. Um, Jocelyn, did I save myself from your, you know, overweight girl in a bikini joke that I was doing a poem on? No, still. Okay. Still. (laughs) I want you to publicly apologize to it, Puddle it, of Mud. It goes back and, to when I was... Mm-hmm, become best friends with Scott Stout. Okay, it goes back to when I said, <laughs> back in the time when you can hate a band. It goes, you, you did it. It goes back to like when you can say that out loud, I hate this fucking band. Like You can't do that anymore, and you just fucking proved it. I can't say... Yeah, but you weren't saying you hated them. Puddle of what Mud. You were saying, what you were saying is that it was admirable that they keep making music. That's a backhanded I hate you comment. It's clear as day. I see it in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia every fucking week. This is this is what this is how their humor is, but they're smart about it. I'm not. It's just um Yeah. Uh, Everybody send puddle of mud merch to Pete. <laughs> dude, I, I, I do hate puddle of mud. If if we if we could just stay on that topic for a second. So it's like and it's fun to kick them, but not when they're that down after that release. I'm like, all right, I can't anymore, you know? You're not Vince Neal, you're not fun. You know, you're not fun to kick because Vince Neil's a billionaire, probably touring and, and singing like this. All right. So, anyways, that's all the hate I got this week, guys. That's all. Now it's time for love. It's time for a big fat hug, a hug of death metal, a kiss, a beautiful journey. Here's my interview with Austin Haynes from Outer Heaven. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Everybody, what's going on, Petter? Metal Sucks Podcast. On the phone, I have Austin from Outer Heaven. And we are here to celebrate record number two, Infinite Psychic Depths, coming out out July 21st. So the first thing I want to talk about, my friend, is you're a huge fan of the Alien franchise. Is this correct? It is. It is. Let's talk a little movie talk, everybody. Because I always feel like death metal movies... I don't know the right movies. It's it's good to talk about, but let's let's talk. Is the Alien franchise, in your opinion, the best movie franchise of when you start with the number one all the way through the sequels? Is that your number one? All the way through the sequels, it's up there. It's certainly up there. I think it has the most. For me, it has a lot of longevity going all the way back from the first film all the way, you know, to the most recent. And it would just be like, it's something that I can always put on and I'm always going to love it. doesn't matter which movie it is. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, AVP or anything like that. It, it, it just, there's something about it. Really the, the, the biggest draw for me about it was always the look 
of it, mm-hmm. you know, the, the design of the xenomorph, the design, you know, of the landscape and the planet and the ship and, you know, everything just, you know, and that's obviously a nod, you know, to Geiger and stuff like that. But it there's just something about it that's so, like, so like weird and obscure but feels like really organic it's like this weird kind of blend between like mechanical and organic and that's just something that really always drew me in and is something that uh, we kind of played around with a lot in the band in the beginning um i always tried to stay away from doing like specific alien stuff like a shirt with a xenomorph and stuff like that i i love it but I wanted to always kind of take those influences and make them our own, but is it the best ever? Uh, maybe not everybody would agree that it's the best ever, but is it something that I can watch infinitely, no matter which you know film you're watching, and enjoy it? Absolutely. There's an argument that it's the best ever, from my opinion. I sure. I, I be, and it, it, it could definitely be said mm-hmm. because sequels usually diminish the fear right they diminish something and although i i say alien goes from sci-fi horror action like it definitely jumps the genres type of thing sure it's the only like um i don't know how to say this the only franchise thing that sold that insane fear that never went camp right like you can go to predator and then go to predator 2 and it's like let's go camp hard right Sure, sure, sure. They've never done the jokes with Alien, right? <laughs> so I, don't I, I mean, to, to some degree, sure, but it's uh, definitely not as heavy as like a jump from you know Predator to Predator Two or anything like that. But it's uh, it always has its underlying sense of dread and you know built that's building tension. It, it exists in all of the movies, and that, and that's really why I love it you know, outside of the look of everything. It's just, there's always something about it and about the creatures, you know, that are, that are so like dreadful and, you know, they are dread is always like the word I really like to use when I describe it because you're just waiting for the, you know, for the next shoe to drop. You're just every, every corner is dangerous, every, you know, hole in the ground and every little, opening in the wall is dangerous everything becomes dangerous and it's i mean the type of fear that it creates and just being in an, in any environment is so crazy and then like when you actually see a creature and the way that it moves and the way that it looks and the way that it kills and you know it just it looks so insane and scary that there was always just something about it that really struck a chord with me yeah, it, it, there's a Grim Reaper moment because you're right. There's that pause where the fear is shaking people and then the death scene. And just to bring it up, I mean, Joss Whedon wrote um, Resurrection, right? I mean, dude that wrote Toy yep. Story and Buffy the Vampire Slayer, yeah. right? And yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. And then they, they they brought the director of Delicatessen and City of Lost Children. I forgot, Janu? I'm sorry, everybody. I'm off the top of my head. To do the film. <laughs> and those styles really contrasted, right? But the camp still wasn't there. It was just like this crazy inventive director with this really fearful thing, right? I don't know, man. Like, I, I feel like... Absolutely. I feel like uh, it's there's flaws. I'm not saying it's a perfect series, all right? But, like, sure, sure, sure. there's risks in those flaws to maintain the fear, you know? Absolutely. Yes. And it just... It, there's just... 
no matter where it goes and you know this uh, you know through the years the stories have gone everywhere you know and then you go back to like i remember seeing um prometheus mm-hmm. in the theater and uh i had there were some rumblings about prometheus and i tried to stay away from reading about prometheus ahead of time and uh as i was watching it in the theater i was like man this is like really going some like crazy places and then from where it starts to as it goes further and further along and it kind of hits those notes that are like letting you know okay we're moving towards alien you know territory i was like man this is crazy and then like the next thing would happen the next thing would happen and the next thing would happen and i was like damn this movie is like this is like even more serious and crazy than like alien you won you know it's like it, there's just so they, they they took something that was just a scary kind of cosmic creature horror type of thing with alien and they turned it into this gigantic thing over the years that is just like so crazy to me mm-hmm. it, not a lot of and they try to do that a lot like they try to do that with star wars you know and shit like that and it doesn't always hit but i felt like with this franchise in particular it all they were trying to fill in gaps and stuff and it always worked out Mm-hmm. in my eyes and that's what i really liked about it and that's why i say you know regardless of which movie it is i always always enjoy it because it always touches on something that i, that I enjoy and the directors involved you know like david fincher with alien 3 that was like a twilight zone episode of alien but it was still great to me uh and then yeah you yeah. had uh Genou that i just I'm, I'm sorry i don't know his name guys but he did amelie and a bunch of stuff i'm sure you guys know uh he's amazing mm-hmm. the guy did resurrection and then obviously ridley scott came back and then james cameron in the interim so we just have like these directors that like i mean like franchise amazing directors wanting to work with it you know um and when you bring and i know up, there's this go ahead there's supposed to be there's supposed to be a Ridley Scott affiliated new Aliens TV series coming out too uh, okay. uh, that I that I that I keep catching an article about here and there they've been kind of quiet about it but I'd be curious to see what where it sits you mm-hmm. know in the mix of everything because they haven't really let out a lot of details at least any that I've caught but you know even the way they fill in lore with uh, like the video games for example you know like with Alien Isolation. Um, which is a great game, and I I just did a I just did a, a podcast that hasn't come out yet with uh, the Kill Screen podcast mm-hmm. for Decibel Magazine, and I talked about this game then too. But the way they fill in lore, you know, like with the video games and stuff, is just like so genius because the the game uses a character as the main character that only was ever even mentioned in the film, uh, like in the non theatrical cut. So, like, in the theatrical cut, you don't see um, the scene where Ripley shows the picture of her daughter, and her daughter's, like, an old woman on Earth because of the cryosleep and everything that they were under. And the it basically, Alien Isolation starts with, um, you, you play as Ripley's daughter, Amanda Ripley, but as like a young woman and you're trying to figure out what happened to your mom, Ellen Ripley, uh, and you go out and you investigate the ship and everything. You try to figure out what happened. Um, and it's just like, they come up with everything and they can just, they can take it anywhere. And the story is really great. And they use stuff outside of the films to fill in the lore and stuff. It's really great. 
Dude, no, I, I've heard so many good things. And, and I've also heard in the past there wasn't a lot of great video games with the Alien series. So this one's extremely exciting. And, and to touch base on Prometheus, that is obviously a prequel in so many ways to the first film. And in a lot of ways, when we're talking about the record, Infinite Psychic Depths coming out July 21st, that is a prequel in a lot of ways to Realms of Internal Decay. Is that accurate? 100%. Mm. It was... The, we, I had created a narrative on Realms, kind of, that, that was the first full-length record I had ever been a part of, um, and so I really wanted to, you know, go big on it, so I decided, okay, I had, I, I had created the story on there, and not even with the intention of ever really building off of it, I just put a lot of effort into that story on Realms, and uh, you know, I, I intertwined it with the artwork and, you know, so many different facets of it. And then when it came time for the new album, I had I had had a lot of ideas bouncing around over time just in my mind about how I could try to connect them. And I had come up with, I thought, a pretty good uh, story that was that could serve as a prequel. And that's why I made it a prequel versus a sequel, just because the ideas that I had kind of conjured up worked as a prequel. So it it, it just I wanted to expand on the artwork again and I wanted to expand on the story and I really wanted to intertwine everything visually as much as I could, which is why like now we have, you know, with this new record, a lot of the music videos, like our, our main music video, the, the routing stone music video was shot on VHS entirely. And, you know, all, all of the, the subsequent videos all are like in the VHS style um, just because I wanted to kind of have a weird, lo-fi, psychedelic look to everything. And, uh, you know, as far as the prequel narrative goes, I just, uh, I wanted to do as much as I could to in, to have it intertwine with the Realms album. And uh, that goes all, again, for this record, it goes all the way down to the artwork and everything. Uh, and I, I'm very, very happy with how it all turned out. Nice, dude. No, it's great to create that world. And the artwork does connect, right? Um, the vinyls connect? It does. And that's really cool for fans yeah. that don't know. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. So, so the first album is a gatefold, and the only reason it, that the first album was even a gatefold vinyl was because uh, the I had the artwork made as one continuous long piece of art. You know, it was kind of two 12-inch squares going horizontally. And... Um, that was just that we just, I just wanted them people to be able to fold that out and see the full artwork, you know, when they were holding the vinyl in their hand, because for me, I'm a huge collector of, of vinyl and the, to me, the artwork and the packaging is just as important as the quality of the music. It's a, it's a full package and it need you know, it needs to come together as a full package in the best way possible. And that's why I, that's why we ended up again with a gatefold for this album, even though it's only a single LP, uh, which we got really close to almost having to push it to a double with the length of the music on this on this new album. But um, the you can open up both gatefolds and set the new one on top of the of the first record, and it will be one continuous piece of artwork. Dude, that's awesome. For fans that didn't know that, make sure you guys are getting them both. <laughs> And and peace. I'm the same way. Like that. When I get the uh, the album, the artwork, all that stuff, 
it, it just it excites me, man, to like read the booklet, to get to know the story, if it's all done well. If it's put together sure. kind of lazily, um, and I'm not saying a lot of bands do that in our genre, but um, there are occasions when it is lazy. And uh, yeah, it, it affects the overall product. It's a mental thing for me. Sure. <laughs> and there's, a, there's, a, there's, there's a lot of things that go into it, you yeah. know, uh, available financial resources mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But it's, we're very lucky that we work with a label that, basically gives us free reign you know artistically and they work with us financially to make sure we can put out the product that we want and they're very good about that uh drew uh who is one of the guys that we work with at relapse he is responsible kind of for the packaging uh and the vinyl colorways and so like when we submit an album they he looks at the artwork and so like when relapse puts out an album and you see like a three tricolor merge with this splatter and a cloudy this and a blah blah blah, you know five six different colorways he looks at the artwork he pinpoints different things and he actually creates those um you know himself and he takes it to the pressing plants and he says i need this to look like this and this color and blah blah blah. so you um you really really a lot goes into it it's not just a hey throw these colors together hey throw this color together at the plant they really care about the look of everything when even the you know the cassettes and the cds and everything it's a it's funny because i just came back from uh, a vacation i was just about gone i literally stepped in the door like an hour and a half ago and uh i had some boxes here sitting at the house and i just now like 30 minutes ago opened up uh the vinyl and the cds and everything of the infinite psychic depths album for the very first time to look at them you know in person um and so I'm seeing all of our vinyl colorways and stuff for the very first time today. Mm-hmm. And uh, they look re- really, really great. So I think people who, who purchased them are going to be really happy with them. Dude, explain the moment, though. Like you said, you just first got them. Explain that moment to fans out there. The creation. Obviously, <laughs> we went through the, the, oh, the, the pandemic. Went through all this. There's a, lot, there's a lot that went before this record, right? And then it's like, dude, yeah. it's here. And like us fans get that same excitement when we get the vinyls. But like... It's obviously more your baby than ours. When when you see sure, it, you're sure. like, it's right. <laughs> right? Just tell us yeah, about it's, that, that moment. Is it a sigh? A, is it a relief? Is it anxiety? What is it? it I think it changes. Hmm. It with, with the Realms album, it was like, okay, we made a deal. We got a deal with Relapse. And if we wanted to have an album out in that year, we had to get it done within like two months' time. And we were like, shit, we had the album written, but we needed to go record it, have it mixed, have it mastered. And we got it done, but I actually record all of my vocals at home uh, for every release we've ever done. I've recorded my vocals at home. It's more comfortable. I can kind of work at a better flow and stuff like that. But um, with that album, I when we had when we first got the copies for Realms, it was like, man, I can't believe that we have this it's you see the relapse logo on it you know that was our first release on relapse we're like holy hell like you know it kind of seems surreal at first when you get onto like a label that you know you listen to so much of their music and you look up to what they did for so long and you get it in your hands and it was just like totally surreal to see it done through that label and we put all this you know being a band for all these years you see this big release and you know to have a label behind it that does like promotion and gives you money for music videos and does all this stuff it it was kind of it was i call it more surreal the first time around now the second time around we kind of knew more what to expect 
so we could take more time to plan and we could focus more on doing like exactly what we wanted. Not that we didn't the first time around, but I kind of had more of a laser focus and more time to prepare this time around. But basically what happened was, you know, we had like maybe five songs written, then the pandemic came and I saw a lot of bands rushing to put out albums because they could kind of work in their small group and they could write and record an album and whatever and they could get it out and they you saw a lot of releases come out like in the second year of covid and all that and the thing is it's like we don't like tour a lot and stuff like that so i didn't want to put an album out and then just basically do nothing with it can't play any shows i i look at i look at playing shows kind of as the reward for all of this work i love to play so uh, basically we uh, we made a decision where it was like okay We'll get all the instrumentals of the album recorded just to have them, and that's what we did kind of during COVID. But then we, uh, I took the album, and I took it home, and I decided to start writing lyrics to it, and I was just, like, not feeling inspired at all. And uh, so I kind of just set it to the side for a while, and before I knew it, like, a year had gone by, and I had hardly done any work on the album and it was everything was kind of crawling back to normal so we just i was like man okay seems like things are getting a little bit better i'm gonna try to get back to the album now and i sat down with the album and i still was just feeling like totally uninspired i had ideas you know for all of what i wanted all the songs to be about when i was trying to put words on paper it was like man i am just like my head was in a million different places because like my wife was pregnant at the time and I was more worried about like getting my hat working on my house and make, getting everything ready in, in our home, you know, and making sure my wife was okay, you know, being pregnant. And eventually, you know, we got it squared away and my, our drummer stepped in and he helped me out and I got everything done. We handed it in and we handed it in in like January of this year. Um, you know, about about a, about a bing, about a boom, the whole thing's done here we are now, you know, all these months later. And really, it, it actually came a lot quicker than I expected because they really wanted to get it out for us this year, and they did a good job of that. Um, and now here I am today holding this album. And I, I think, it, to your main question, yeah. it feels le- less surreal and more of like, wow, you look back on all of the hurdles that we jumped through to get to this point, and it's just like, man, this feels like really good it feels like a really large accomplishment. There's just more of a sense of accomplishment on this one because we really put like a, like everything we had into this musically, lyrically, you know, vocally for me, I, I tried to do a lot of different things than what I was doing on realms. And I think it's more of a sense of accomplishment this time around because uh, it, the reception to it has been really great. And that obviously just feels good for, for all of us. Oh yeah, dude. No, this record is gonna be something that the us, you fans, man. I mean, I, w- I jumped at the interview the second I heard it once. You know, I'm like, this is um, <laughs> we got we got we got to get this to the fans and get those to the ears out there. Um, and yes. you know, uh, and and I do want to talk about. I know our, our time's only we got a few minutes left, but or ten minutes left or so. But I, I do want to talk about all the guests. There's a lot of great guest vocalists. A lot of things. Um, and did that happen quickly for you guys to get the guests in there? Or was that something that was kind of set up a, a little while ago? So um, it happened kind of sporadically. Uh, the Steve Tucker guest vocal was the one that I was like, 
okay, if there's anything I could have on this, this is the one that I'm going to put most of the effort into getting. Uh, and so I had kind of, I, all I did was I had sent an email to the label. I said, Hey, do you know anyone who's like a contact for Steve Tucker or morbid angel? Could you contact them for us? It'll seem more legit if you guys do it, you know, not if I, if I just send them an email and they said, listen, we think you should just try to message him directly. He they usually appreciate that more. So I went on Steve Tucker's Instagram and I messaged him and a week went by and he eventually messaged me back and said, yeah, man, that sounds great. And I was like, holy shit. So, but, you know, he said it, but I was like, okay, I need to, you know, we got to get it all the way to the end, to the, to the end finish line here. So uh, I had a, I knew the part that I wanted him to do, but I hadn't even written any lyrics for it yet, you know, because I was kind of struggling with the lyrics. So I sat down that night and I wrote those lyrics on the spot. And because, and all I did was I was like, okay, what would sound cool with Steve Tucker saying it? And, you know, I know what he sounds like. I know how, what he does that sounds cool. I listened to all his music, you know, my whole life. And so I wrote his lyrical stuff and I sent it to him, bang, boom, like two, three days later, he sent it back. It was the absolute coolest thing in my life that's ever happened to me. Uh, and then, you know, I put it into the record and it, it turned out really great. I ch actually, ch we ch made a conscious choice not to release it as a single because we wanted people to like be anticipating it. You know, that's why we only released one track with guest vocals on it as a single, which was the most recent one from this past week uh, with JR from Pig Destroyer. He's a friend of ours, you know, from both being on Relapse and we like Pig Destroyer. We recorded a cover of Pig Destroyer, Junkyard God on our covers EP that we did. We just like Pig Destroyer. We've become really friendly with them. And Adam Jarvis, we toured with him in Misery Index as well. Um, and then we have uh, Alex from Undeath. Same thing. That's just, you know, we're friendly. And uh, I had those guys staying here at my house a couple times when they played this area where we live. Um, and I kind of just was like, hey, would you be interested? And he was like, yeah, for sure. And we, we wrote a song on the new album, If did you listen to the full album? Yeah. Did you get a chance to? Oh, yeah. So you listen. So you know the track I'm talking about. Yes. It kind of sounds like a track number nine. It's like a kind of carcassy sounding one. And I was like, yeah, this is like a real groovy track. Kind of sounds like an undeath thing. So I thought he would sound cool on there. And then uh, the, the, the kind of uh, under understated guest vocal comes from uh, this, this woman named Tabby. Um, or Tabitha Rudy. She is just a female vocalist in this pop band that I was. I, I mix live sound um, as a, as a second job, and uh, I was mixing her band once. And I thought she just had this really great lower vocal range for for a female vocalist. And we had that this kind of haunting part on the album that I thought she would sound really great on, and that's just how we did that as well. I approached her at the show. I said, "Hey, have you ever done anything with a metal band?" She said, "No." I said, okay, well, here's some examples of what maybe you could try to do if you're interested. And she said, yeah, I'm definitely down for this. And so I had her come to my house, and we recorded the vocals here at my house, and that was that. Dude, beautiful. And it gives it so much layers. There's a cinematic element to that song and, and a lot of the songs that sure. we're talking about. Just with the, the vocals uh, trading, it's, it's, it's really – really good like the anticipation for this album was big too for us fans you know um and sure. you know because realms really for me at least when i first heard it i'm like okay and there was just this resurgence of so much great and inventive and in different styles of the death metal coming out to to a fan base i feel like this resurgence of the youth they're coming back to it you know um sure and it's a it's a beautiful thing and this album's just gonna 
one up the next guys where like you know like you said alex is gonna listen to it from on death and be like shit we better fucking get serious over here because you hear this one <laughs> you know? sure sure and I, th- I think every band has a little bit of that a little in the back bit, of their right? mind yeah i always I, I always try to make sure that we focus more on uh doing something that was our own sound yeah. and that and that's one thing and and when we had put out the the rotting stone music video the first single for this there was a comment that i saw that was like it really hit me to my core because like man this uh, what we tried to do we really accomplished it which was i saw one comment in particular but i saw a couple comments to the same effect which were basically like i'm glad outer heaven stuck to their sound after all this time and didn't try to change to what's maybe a little bit more popular you know comments to that effect and i was like man i'm glad that people see that recognize that and appreciate it because we made a conscious effort to really stick to our sound and try but also try to evolve it as best we could so that's something i was really happy to see that people were picking up on dude and they and they will like i said i i listened to both records you know last week uh almost all, all the way through and then i just dropped off realms because i know it well and i just been focusing on the new one sure that's how i do sure. you know um and like you said it, it there because you hear the growth and the evolution and and different things with every band and what's what's new but like you said the signature is there um sure and, and it's and uh, it's there's go ahead there's a there's there's a if, if you listened to uh infinite psychic depths all the way through to the end you'll notice that there's like a uh, the last track from nothing is to eternity kind of fade has like a fade out ending and then it hits uh like a like a bit of silence and then it act the track actually jumps back in for about 20 or 30 seconds there uh and it's kind of just like a like a kind of a weird noise and then the heartbeat uh that's going behind it um, that noise that you're hearing there is actually, and this is how the albums, I, another thing I actually did to kind of connect the albums was, uh, that, that noise you're hearing is actually the first, uh, 20 or 30 seconds of realms, uh, played playing in reverse. And then, uh, the heartbeat noise is actually, uh, an actual recording that I took here in my house, uh, of my daughter's heartbeat when my wife was still pregnant with her. And I, I it was, it kind of touched on. Uh, ideas that I had been writing about in the first song on realms, kind of an essence of life thing. So I kind of created this weird transition between the two albums there that I, that I, I hope people listened all the way through. And it, I, I kind of wanted to keep it a secret, but I feel like it's cool when people know so they can kind of recognize what I was trying to do there. Yeah, dude. No, I'm so glad you gave us that actually. So glad you told me that I'm a fan. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a father and, and I think it's just such a, a beautiful thing. Like my children show me how to live every day. My my son's name's sure. uh, Dio, and today is Ronnie James Dio's <laughs> actual birthday that we're doing the interview for people that don't yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. So, yes, um, and uh, yeah, do the to, to to I I that's what I'm saying to do any kind of art without having that addition of life being the life that is our miracles or what we were a part of it. It just seems like it just adds so much more. But that's really cool. Now I'm actually interested to listen to. Um, the new record, Infinite Psychic Depths, coming out July 21st. Pre-order it, guys, and then Realms afterwards, because I did it the opposite way, you know? But no, sure, it just, it just sure, makes sure. it a little more interesting. So with that, Austin, I want to talk more movies. I want to talk so much more nonsense, but we have a time frame, and uh, sure, I'm here sure. to promote, my no friends. So one more time, everybody, if you haven't pre-ordered Outer Heaven's latest record, Infinite Psychic Depths, it's coming out July 21st. Guys, make sure you do today with that. Austin, I want to thank you so much for calling in here to the Metal Sucks podcast.
Thank you so much. Appreciate it.
Metal Sucks Podcast.
And we are back. First song you guys heard off the latest record from Outer Heaven, Infinite Psychic Depths, coming out July 21st. You guys heard the LP lines up with Realms. Pick it up. I haven't gotten it yet, but it's coming. It's coming. Trust. Um, first song you heard, Pillars of Dust, with featuring J.R. Hayes of Pig Destroyer. Second song you heard, Liquefied Mind. Guys, I can't say enough great things about Infinite Psychic Depths, but you heard the two songs, the rest of the record. Oh, man. Surprises. Amazing. Great. Make sure you are picking it up. Third song you heard is from a band we love over here. That is Evile. That song is called Reap What You Sow, guys. Great ac- record. Evile's The Unknown is out right now. Pick it up. Listen to it. Make sure you guys are supporting. With that, I want to invite all you guys to write me emails at rise to a at gmail.com. Um, I, I have a bunch sitting there. And you guys that have written in know that. I'm going to get to them. I'm on vacation this week, so I should get to them this week. Okay? It's my son, Dio. He's going to turn four years old, and we're going to party like it's Chuck E. Cheese and all kinds of crazies. Every day, we're going to do something fun. So I should have time to write emails because my work emails, I won't even look at. Um, so expect something. If you guys want to write something in, go right ahead. Can't wait for that, guys. Thanks. And then, uh, of course, guys, all we ask for is a podcast team. Five-star review on the Apple iTunes. Go over to Apple iTunes, click five stars, and say nothing. Just that's all. See the number grow. That's all we ask for. We appreciate you. We love, we love the music you love. We support it. We get artists on the show. It's not easy work, but we do it all the time. We love you guys. Uh, and also support on our other podcast, Rise to Offend. It is a documentary discussion podcast, completely different. Same team that I got here. Uh, wonderful, wonderful episodes. They're all archive episodes. They're older. But uh, we got 103 out there. We've done Heavy Metal Fingers. We've done Chuck Schuldiner uh, for the Metal Guys. We've done Odorous Urungus. We've done Peter Steele, Phil Anselmo. Um, we've done Trey Parker and Matt Stone, The Comedian World, Natural Born Killers Films, The Amazing uh, William Friedkin's Cruising. Okay, that one's not that amazing. But we did that episode. Silent Night, Deadly Night. How about that, horror film fans? Go check it out. That was a big deal back in the day. Uh, Rise to Offense, the name of that podcast. And with that, guys, it's very important that Jocelyn... You see her live on stage doing comedy, and she says, uh, um, good luck Chuck references, and you guys get it. So, Jocelyn, tell them when they can see you live on stage. I'm singing out, uh, do stand-up, because I'm a very mediocrely successful comedian, but I'm also hilarious. Uh, I am going to be in Phoenix uh, July 21st and 22nd at Open Mic. Open Mic. Mic Drop Comedy and Phoenix, and then I will be in Sacramento. July 28th and 29th at Last Unlimited. I will be at uh, Looney's in Colorado Springs August 24th and 25th. Before that, though, August 4th, I'll be at the Laugh Out Loveland Comedy Festival. Uh, more dates are being added always. Please make sure to follow me on social media. Instagram is where I post the most about shows. So, yeah. She's on threads. It's a new Twitter. What the world needed. <laughs> yeah, come to threads. Threads is where I post <laughs> my unhinged stuff. You guys are the best. We'll talk to you guys next week. The Metal Sucks Podcast is signing off.